0: Yes, I am recording. Delightful. Hello and welcome to Well There's
1: Your Problem, the first podcast not only to be listened to, uh, but also recorded at two times speed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, uh, welcome to Well There's Your Problem, a podcast we record three times, for a safety factor of three.
0: never let it be sad we don't suffer for our
2: art yeah. um this is this this is a slightly different format than we originally intended owing to the regrettable death of our guest
1: um, <laughs> yeah rest, rest in power uh, we, we 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 shall not see his like again yeah
0: yes <laughs> We'll
1: miss you, Riley.
2: <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, welcome to Willers Your Problem, a podcast about engineering disasters. Uh, I'm Justin Rosniak. My pronouns are he/him. You can find me on the Twitter at do not eat one. Um, and th- those are all the things I'm going to say.
1: Mm. Uh, hello, Alice Caldwell Kelly. Pronoun she/her. Listen to podcast Trash Future that I'm on. Uh, also with my co-host Riley Quinn, who is going to be on this one and then unfortunately died of. Yeah. Yes. He... he. yeah. Just died.
2: Unfortunately killed by a USB connector. <laughs> uh, death by focus, right?
1: Very, very unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Thanks for nothing, Apple. We're all heartbroken, but we go on regardless.
2: The show must go on. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs>
1: Alright,
0: Liam. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I am... <laughs> three times, three three. I am Liam Anderson, <laughs> I am at old man Anderson on Twitter, our pronouns are he and him, uh, and by and large you can just find me being a dick in our YouTube comment section, uh, and getting real mad about national security on Twitter, mm. because I don't have, uh, I don't know, anything interesting to say. That's interesting. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, congratulations Roz, on knowing your own Twitter <laughs> handle this time. Yeah,
1: you know, I, don't, I usually forget that one, yeah. Uh, Roz, what, what episode number is this?
0: It's
2: probably thirteen. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, well, there's your problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's why we've been having the problems where we have to record this three times in a row. Uh Yeah.
2: We, sh- we really, I'm gonna call it episode 12A. Yeah, I think that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, ep- episode 13 is a utility episode, you can't get the elevator yeah. directly there. Uh.
2: <laughs> it's a secret episode 13. You just have to keep putting in random YouTube <laughs> URLs until you get to it. <laughs>
1: That's, you gotta press like episode four and episode ten and then episode three three times in quick succession, and then it'll clip through to episode thirteen.
2: <laughs> it has one of those has one of those keyed buttons on the elevator. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, 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 You only get it with the key, or if you have the fire uh mode key, mm. you just push the button. Um <laughs> Alright. So, anyway. Uh, today's gonna be our first episode about planes.
1: Mm. People been, people been demanding this. Uh, the, the mode of transport we know least about.
2: Yes. I don't know anything about planes. And
0: boy howdy are we gonna show it, <laughs> well, you know all about the L-1011. You fucking weirdo. I, don't, I,
2: I do know about the L-1011, but that's not what we're talking about, because the L-1011 was good, and not an engineering disaster.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's gonna be well there isn't your problem, our sister podcast about engineering successes. Yes. It's one episode long. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stuff that worked. Uh very short list. Okay, so there's a bunch of planes here in the parking lot, right?
1: Little model UN there. Yeah,
2: you got the, you got Turkey,
1: you got
2: Iceland. More Turkey, Iceland, you
1: uh, have American. Where is that United? I don't know what
2: Sunwing is. That is that's American, yeah.
0: Mm. Sunwing, wasn't that a cheap Canadian airline, I wanna say? Well,
2: that's what I usually associate with Canada, is it's Sun.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been to Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,
2: anyway, so these planes are not supposed to be there, right? Mm. These planes are supposed to be in the sky, where planes live.
1: Yeah. You're doing right? their natural diet of ingesting birds, uh, for, for sustenance.
2: I love doing the same joke three times, It, it really it gets funnier every
1: time. <laughs> I, gen- genuinely, <laughs> I think, that, like, this. the second time we were a bit more low energy, and then it did the thing where it came back around again, and now it's funny <laughs> to me again. <laughs> so
2: anyway, today we're gonna talk about the 737 MAX.
1: Famously, a good plane.
2: Yes. So we're gonna start by talking about the Boeing Corporation, right, a little bit about, uh, you know, it was, um, it was founded in 1916 by William
0: Boeing,
1: mm. right? You yeah, know, Bill Boeing.
0: Big Bill Boeing. Yeah, it's Triple Fucking B.
1: Hobbit. <laughs> that man is a hobbit. He has a hobbit's name.
0: That's why he built big planes, so he could feel
1: big about himself. Thanks for nothing, mm. Bill. You dick. That's why the fuselage is <laughs> around,
2: like a hobbit door.
1: His his name was actually Bill Bow, but then he decided that the company should be Boeing because it yeah. bows.
2: Built Bilbo Boeing. Mm.
1: <laughs> what is their LEGO space-ass logo, though? Uh
2: I I'm still confused about like the ramp.
1: So you so you get air.
2: It's like a Soviet aircraft. Carrier.
1: So I assumed that that was supposed to be a B two bomber. Ah. So it's like a wing, I see. So you get like air and space because you have like orbit thing there. Boeing didn't
0: make the the B two. That's why I was always confused, because that was Northrop Grumman.
1: The stealing valor in their mm-hmm. logo, yeah. I don't know, I think it looks like um, that Casimir um, Malevich, the, like, red wedge. Yeah, it does kind of remind me of that.
2: So anyway, <laughs> uh, founded in 1916 in Seattle by William Boeing, right now they produce pretty much all the commercial aircraft that Airbus doesn't make, mm. right? This... There's a couple of little manufacturers like Embraer and Bombardier. <laughs>
1: Goddamn French! Is is, is is it Bombardier or Bombardier or is it both?
0: It's both. Uh, is it both? Oh, I'm saying Bombardier.
1: Mm, it probably is. You probably have to say both. You probably have to like uh, say Bombardier, and then the French people get mad at you, and you have to be like Bombardier.
2: It's a bilingual podcast. Oh, that's true. Uh, except I don't. I don't know French, so.
1: Well, if it if it was Bombardier, wouldn't there be an like an accent? I have no idea. It would be like a little a little accent over the e. Bomb Bombardier. I'm.
2: I'm. I. Uh,
1: I don't know. Uh, sorry, I, I've. I've, bro- I've I broken. Know. Justin. We. We. We know so little about planes. We can't even put them into the like train good, car bad thing. we like train goods, car bad, horse chaotic, neutral. Uh, the plane drool starts so coming of out of Yeah. Yeah. We. We. We don't know. We don't know. We didn't go to like school for this. You just the thing. It's a big metal bird that goes in the sky. That's terrifying.
2: It is terrifying us. Yes. Well, Boeing did try and make a few trains, mm. uh, and they sucked at it. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: did the U.S. standard light rail vehicle for Boston and San Francisco, which worked, which they tried to unify the order so it would work in both cities, and it worked in neither of them.
1: Uh, uh, perfect. Um, oh, well, it's like you in Quebec. Hmm.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so tell us yeah. about Airbus then. So cause we've got these like okay. two houses alike in dignity here.
2: So, uh. Sort of the difference between Boeing and Airbus right and sort of design philosophy has always been that you know Airbus, like this big emirates a three eighty here right they um they they tend to design the plane in such a way that you know there's lots of automated systems right there's lots of times when the plane will decide that the pilot's input is 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 wrong and just override it, you know or they 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 tend to design planes that try to fly themselves mm. um
1: yeah, the the guy, right. the the flight designer said that he wanted to design a plane that his concierge could fly, and because of that, French airline pilots started like threatening to kill him, and he had to have like police protection and stuff, which is just incredible. <laughs> Chad, Chad, aggressively French. Yeah, yeah, you want to make my job slightly easier? I will literally murder you. Uh, that's the kind of labor organization energy I want to see in twenty twenty. That and the French nuclear power plant workers being like, "Yeah, okay, you can you can refuse our demands. Here's a photo of us and our off button for the nuclear power station." <laughs>
2: oh, oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: je, je turn off the nuclear power station.
0: Goddamn French nanny state. <laughs> le power atomique. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No the power at Tony, not for me, not for anyone. <laughs> and you say uh back in the dark ages.
2: We're, we're, we're delirious <laughs> from recording this three times. And,
1: I, we're all we're all losing it. It's like, yeah, it's absolutely like we're fucking delusional off of this. Okay, so if if Airbus are the like uh wearing blackface to work and like drawing pictures of the Prophet Muhammad, uh like euro bullshit <laughs> then that must make boeing the uh, like anglos right i bring you a freedom <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: yes so uh, on on a boeing aircraft unlike an airbus aircraft you know but, such as this iran air 747 mm. um you know the plane owned by the good guys um <laughs> especially uh, like
1: contrasted with emirates jesus yeah
2: yeah i picked these for a reason mm. <laughs> 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 so, on a Boeing aircraft, generally speaking, is designed with the sort of philosophy that the pilot always has final say over what the aircraft does. Right? Mm, it's um, very like know,
1: militarized you... and fetishistic, like Chuck Yeager, the pilot in command, uh, who's like gonna like fucking fly the machine and like do the do the thing as opposed to the airbus which is just like as eh, a computer he, he says you <laughs>
2: yeah, this is very very much the uh just wanted to tell you all good luck we're all counting on you <laughs>
1: yeah w- w- when you talk when you like fly this plane you have to do the chuck Yeager voice when you're doing announcements otherwise it doesn't work you ha- you have to like do the kind of like slight draw
2: passengers this is your captain speaking
1: Oh. Uh... Uh... <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> do they teach them to do that? Is there like a school somewhere that's like when you when you like want to speak slowly, just say "ah" uh, in between. <laughs> I
0: wonder if they have something in pilot school that's similar to what they used to do for ESPN broadcasters, or <laughs> they would basically attempt to just knock the regionalism yes. out of them, which is why like a bunch of American sportscasters all like. Sound kind of off mm. because they were trained for years to get rid of any accent or uh, just for total standardization.
1: Yeah, that's probably it. Like, there's, there's, there's probably even like a. a it's probably safer because, like, e- easier to talk to air traffic control and everything when everyone has the same accent. But, like, imagine how jarring it would be to get on a, a, a plane and hear, like, Minnesota nice coming from the cockpit. Just. Viscerally, sort of traumatic and wrong. Well, yeah, because then the pilot
0: pulls at Amy Klobuchar and just starts flinging staplers at your head. <laughs>
2: this is your captain speaking. uh, We're going to experience a little bit of <laughs> little bit of turbulence coming up. Oh, there it is,
1: doc. <laughs> yeah, your stewardess will be throwing oh, a hot oh, dish. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs>
2: Alright, so wow, we're even going we're going we 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 lost Riley and we're going even slower this time around. God
1: damn it. All right.
2: <laughs> the the Chad Boeing and the Virgin oh, Airbus. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um let's talk a little bit about the Boeing aircraft in question. Let's talk about the Boeing seven thirty seven, right?
1: Ah, oh, delightful. This is yes. y- you can tell this is from the age of aviation, where like the pilot is six martinis in, uh everybody's like smoking like uh, you you everyone is carrying a suitcase that weighs 500 pounds because it's made just out of pure like reinforced leather and somebody's about to demand that the plane go to Cuba.
0: Get a nice vacation in sunny Havana with 109 of your closest
1: friends. Uh, absolutely. The, the, this was this was the golden age, right? Like flying yeah. got more dismal after this.
2: Yeah, so this was uh this shows the Boeing 737 original On its uh, maiden flight, this is April 9th, 1967, you can see it has old fashioned, you know, just regular jet engines, Mm. as opposed to like, new turbofans, which are more efficient, No, this is the old fashioned stuff.
1: It's just a big Um, tube. Just suck the air through. Yeah,
2: suck the air through, add fuel, spew it out the back. (laughs) <laughs> didn't uh, didn't?
1: It was like that Delta flight. They didn't combust the fuel; it just shot fuel out of the back.
2: rolling roll coal,
1: <laughs> extremely inefficient. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's complete combustion coal? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, so you have this like plane that's being propelled by uh like fucking chemtrails of like jet fuel out of the back. Chemtrails uh, are real. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it turns out you know back when they u- it was leaded kerosene, so that's <laughs> basically chemtrails. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, th- this is this is the plane that like kind of killed the world though, like not just because it sprayed jet fuel on everyone and made them Republicans, but because this is like the short haul plane, right? Instead of y- you don't anymore go to a big airport and fly to another big airport you take a short haul flight from, like, a place you don't want to go to, to another place you don't want to go to. Uh, like, fucking... I don't know. What, what's an airport that's only international because it flies to Canada? HIA, Harrisburg International Airport. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that's that's the kind of thing. Or, like, you, you, you fly to, like, from Glasgow to, I don't know, like, Manchester or something, and it takes 15 minutes and it's dismal, Uh, but... You know, at least you're not on a train like some kind of peasant. To be fair, I
0: once did. Uh, I mentioned this, the uh, Celtic FC morning special mm. from Dublin to Glasgow. I think we were in the air for a grand total of about half an hour, <laughs> and it was on a turbo prop, so at least they know what mm. they were doing. Yeah, very
1: progressive
2: passengers. This is this is your captain speaking. Uh, thank you for joining us on this scheduled flight from. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, we will be touching down- They do that flight! That flight Jeez. exists! We will be touching down in approximately 45 minutes, uh, please prepare for takeoff, um, and I would like to ask the stewardess to please, please bring me three martinis, um, that I'll consume over the duration of this flight. Yeah, and she's <laughs>
1: she's just like wearing a skirt that goes up to like nowhere the whole time, everyone's drunk. Uh everyone's like setting fires with discarded cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, that was glamorous Alice Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Classless. <laughs> mm. So
2: anyway, so the Boeing 737 was designed to fill a sort of niche between that well a niche that the Boeing seven hundred seven and the seven twenty-seven couldn't, you know, fill, which was yeah, short haul flights, yeah, on these on these dumb routes that shouldn't exist. Mm. And it was a roaring success, right? You know, they, they the this was in production for a very long time, but it is still well. It was in production until recently. So after the Boeing seven thirty seven Classic, we started adding new technology to these planes, right? So we have the the next one is the seven thirty seven Classic, right? Mm. And that's when we start adding these uh, these new turbofan engines, right? And the turbofans are more efficient. Uh, you can tell a seven thirty seven because it has these flattened bottoms to the fairings, mm. right? Because they couldn't, they didn't have enough room to do a fully circular fairing, and, right? and they
1: could they could do that then because by then they had like CNC machines. Whereas before that, like the the seven thirty seven classic was designed by a guy with a slide rule and like a lathe who was also drunk.
0: Uh, this is one sixteenth of an inch.
1: That sounds good <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah. this is. <laughs> the the 737 classic i i am almost certain that if you go wandering through the manuals it uses an rch as a measurement of length just
2: so yeah i mean you know the old one is just you know people beating sheet metal with hammers now we have <laughs> yeah. more now we have more uh more better um metal yeah. techniques so you know
1: yeah you, you can get a machine to like beat the the metal with hammers really quickly
2: Still does this thing where the landing gear folds in and the tire is just exposed to the elements. That's fine. Um, yeah. Well, even the new ones do that.
1: That's fine. It's uh, yeah. If you're only in the air for forty-five minutes, you know, what's it's fine. What's the worst that's gonna happen?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not like tires react, uh, you know, in strange ways to rapid increases and decreases in temperature. No, right? No. no. Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, we got the new turbofan engines, right, and these were in production for a long time, until 1997, when the next 737 came out, it was called 737 uh, Next Generation.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, awesome.
2: Everyone's seen this joke three times now.
1: Yeah, and I'm the only one making an effort, but I genuinely do find it funny. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I wasn't disputing that. Yeah, you enjoyed it the first two times.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I will say. Yeah, you know, it's good. You know, it's good. I love it. You're doing terrific, Raz. Mm. Thank you. So uh,
2: the Boeing seven thirty seven next generation, right? It has they redesigned the wing. They add these winglets
0: here.
1: No, oh, those things right? I hate because you can see the end of the wing go up and down. Yeah, no, thank
0: you, no. Just thank you just you. put
1: the window shade down. I don't need to like. It may be technically stronger that it's able to like flex like that. I don't. I don't want to see it. I'm just sitting there sweating and like white knuckling airline rum and cokes on my forty five minute flight to Harrisburg. You leave Harrisburg alone. <laughs>
2: You could <laughs> you could you could have spent less money and taken M track, but you know that's also like the
0: departure time is really inconvenient. It's I, annoying.
1: I, I, I hate when I look out the window of my Amfleet car and see the wing flexing.
0: It's supposed it's
1: reassuring,
0: Alice.
2: One of the one of the design philosophy be- behind the Amfleet car was you know they were like oh well people like airplanes. Let's make a passenger car that seems like it is round, like an airplane, and has tiny windows, like an airplane. You're mm. right.
1: That is that is what I want. Of course, yeah, the f- it was... the first generation of Amfleet's they had to retire because those square windows just you know depressurize like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, they? so they redesigned the wing. They got more efficient engines, right? Still turbofans, right? They have higher maximum takeoff weights so you can handle more passengers. You can make the plane bigger. You know all this stuff. It's still basically the same aircraft.
1: Mm. Um. Yeah, they're just patching it. They're doing like uh it, it's a Boeing 737 version like 1. point whatever.
2: Yeah. Yes. And and then one fun fact about these airplanes since we're talking about trains too, Boeing 737s are I believe the only aircraft which travel by train as part of their production process, right?
1: Huh. So that's the they're, they're good then because they oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so,
2: why uh... fly when you can take the train?
1: <laughs> just doing the the like math here on train good plane confusing plane train good goodish goodish
2: it it's 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 interesting cuz there was um uh, i believe one of the one of the train loads of 737 uh maxes uh actually derailed mm. and fell down in an embankment <laughs> it was like that's it's a, that's a pretty expensive piece of cargo to lose
1: that's fine like <laughs> this. This does look, though, like a kind of a a shit post you would come up with for what flying should look like. It's just like yes. this, this is it in the dictatorship that we all institute. This is what taking uh, an airplane flight looks like. Is <laughs> you just get into this airplane body that is just like loaded onto a flatbed.
2: <laughs> so uh, another fun fact. Uh... So these seven thirty sevens are going to, for final assembly in the Renton, Washington, uh, Boeing plant, right? Mm. It's sort of that Pacific Northwest, sort of near Seattle-ish, right? Uh, and Renton is a uh, fully unionized plant. If you've heard recently about Boeing uh, hiring non-union workers, that was um, those at their new South Carolina plant where the seven eighty sevens were assembled, and I believe they're now unionizing that plant, but um. The the Renton plan is interesting because it has one of the very few engineers unions, right? So there's the Society of Professional Engineers in Aerospace, right? The S P E E A, right?
1: But Amy Amy Therese taught me that like yeah. engineers are part of the professional managerial class and shouldn't be in unions because you you should only be in a union if you like hit the thing with the hammer.
2: I need to reset the uh, days without uh, Amy (laughs) Therese showing up on the timeline counter too, Uh, uh, right now, and and now everyone else needs to reset theirs as well. Living
1: living rent-free in my head, yeah, I'm sorry guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So one one of their slogans when they were on strike, you know, was like, uh, or agitating for better labour conditions was, uh, no nerds, no birds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's good, I like that.
2: But go yeah, birds it's it's cool. <laughs> uh, you don't usually think of engineers as being you know a group with uh, any kind of labor you know solidarity, but it can be done
1: mm. so it it travels by train it's built it's built with union labor. What is there not to like about this plane? Why are we doing an episode on why it's it's not it's good why 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 is there a problem?
2: So after the boeing seven thirty seven next generation. Uh, Boeing decided we need to we, we need to spice things up, right? Mm-hmm. Because Airbus was coming up with uh, a, a new, more efficient uh, Airbus plane that was designed to compete with the seven thirty seven, right?
1: Yeah, it was the um the new engine option, the Neo, because that's you know they thought it would be cool to call it that, I guess.
2: Yeah, the the CEO just watched the Matrix and was like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's, that seems cool. I want to be like <laughs> that guy. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Airbus's chief test pilots, just two really, like, uh, albino guys in white suits with dreadlocks. Just awesome. (laughs) Epic,
0: dude. We We must build a plane like this.
2: (laughs) They came out with the Boeing 737 MAX, right?
0: Hmm.
2: Now, one of the characteristics of this plane is to increase efficiency, what they did was they made the engines more bigger. Right. They
1: look more bigger. Like, look at the size of them compared to the old ones. That's a that's a giant fucking. They've they've literally just taken that engine off of a, a longer haul jet and just bolted it onto the wing, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. And you, in in order to do that, since the Boeing seven thirty seven, as we saw before, doesn't have a lot of ground clearance, that's why they had to do the weird uh, fairings, right, with the flat bottom. Mm. Um, they had to mount the engines a little further forward right in order to have enough space to put them right hmm. now the thing is that alters the handling characteristics of the aircraft right so it has more of a tendency to pitch up in certain situations so you know in some situations <laughs> right yeah
1: that thing that you right, don't as want as to do because then you stall and you crash the airplane
2: yeah you don't want to stall and crash the airplane that's bad yeah so you um, want to keep
1: the nose down uh so how how, so how do you go about doing that
2: so the smart thing to do would be to retrain pilots. You know, you'd say, look, this we should we should get you in the simulator here and you should what you should do is say, All right, here are the situations where this seven thirty seven handles differently from earlier seven thirty sevens, right? Hmm. Um but that's expensive,
1: right? Yeah. We don't um, like doing the, expensive stuff.
2: Yes. So what Boeing's uh, executives decided, you know, is that so they they wanted to market this as basically the same aircraft as it was before. And they're like you know what we can do, is we can have computers solve this
0: problem. No. 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 Well that's fucking
1: ironic. The, the time that Boeing gets owned, it's the one time that they act against type and do something that Airbus would've done, and be like, oh, we just, we just have a computer do the thing. That's what happens when you adopt the mannerisms of the French. But like, also, this being the same plane, that's like a, that's a headache too, because if it's a different plane, you've gotta like, recertify it and everything and you've, I guess, got to put a new number on it so it's not a 737 anymore. So you, you kind of have to be like, yeah, it's, it's the same, basically. We just moved. It's, it's fine. It's the same thing.
2: Hold on a second. Did Liam drop out?
1: Uh... uh this, this is the episode that kills co-hosts. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 the lights go out, we hear a gunshot, like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm next, I, we don't know.
2: I, I would've heard the gunshot. Mm, He's thirty feet that way.
1: What, what if they, What what if there was a silencer? You you know you don't you don't right. know. You didn't think about these things.
2: Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, it
0: could be a very very good silencer.
1: Mm. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> Liam,
2: are you there? I
0: I can hear you. I can hear you. What? Oh oh okay. You are you are there. All right. Yes. God. Fuck. <laughs> well, well. I, I was like actually, I I asked well, I asked I was, if you were there. I, I yeah I heard I heard and uh. You slipped into my room and muted my microphone entirely by yourself, and not just me clicking it on accident. Frantically trying to figure out why I could hear you and you couldn't hear me. This, this episode fucking is so fucking horrible. cursed. I just that. cursed. Uh, we're cursed. What's that we're, cursed. Yeah. we're cursed. We're cursed. Yeah. So no, I was making jokes about the French. No one was oh, laughing, no. which I thought was pretty disappointing. Because, of course, Alice is absolutely right. It's the one fucking time Boeing is just like, you know, it's a good idea, emulating the goddamn French. You know what won the war?
1: Yeah, we, 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 we put a blackface generator in the air, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, we get really, really mad about how our, uh, of African descent soccer players, who won the goddamn World Cup, aren't quite French enough.
1: Just the dumbest fucking shit, and then why is the flight computer on the on the seven thirty seven max? Why is ninety percent of its processing time dedicated to like thinking about yes. Kylian Mbappe, like or Didier <laughs> well, Drogba? What we also well, have why? to address the fact that
0: yeah, the the, the 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 fucking onboard computer is too busy doing casual European weirdo racism. To, uh, to compute anything else properly <laughs> yeah
1: it's like it, it's like it's generating all of the Balkan YouTube comments that you see <laughs> that are just like oh uh, Manchester is greater Serbia and then like a bunch of inexplicable death threats that's what it's doing while you're up there
2: every time every time you boot up the planes computer systems right? On every screen uh, on the plane, including like in the passenger compartment with the little uh, entertainment systems, uh, (laughs) it just displays a picture of the Prophet Muhammad. (laughs) Yeah, Emirates, (laughs) not a
1: huge customer of this one, weirdly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now that Liam is back. um...
1: I never left, technically. The worst part is it's going to be on your recording too, right? Because you muted it on Skype. So there's gonna be a recording that Justin's gonna to have to edit out of, like, you yelling jokes into a <laughs> void. Yeah, it's
2: gonna turn out the jokes were, like, really good, and I'm not gonna, oh my god. They
0: weren't, They weren't. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not especially funny.
2: Don't put yourself down like that.
0: Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. this is a wholesome awesome. podcast. It is. It's a safe space. <laughs> do you want yes. me to, like, come in there and give you a hug, or...?
2: <laughs> no, we gotta do work.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, alright, moving swiftly on. Do the catastrophe. All right.
2: So they decided, in addition to all these other features that we discussed, that the computer did, um, you know, with European characteristics, they um, <laughs> they created something called the Maneuvering <laughs> Characteristics Augmentation System, hmm. or the MCAS.
1: Oh, that sounds safe and not foreboding. The MCAS. Do they call it an MCAS or an MCAS?
2: I have no idea. I like MCAS more because it has fewer syllables.
1: Hmm. It's it sounds it more dumb. piloty to me. So yeah, let's go with that. The MCAS. Yeah, yeah. Because we are, of course, aircraft experts. We, we are. We're all doing the pilot voice constantly. Uh, uh passengers, this is your podcast uh... host speaking. <laughs> uh,
2: this is your podcast host uh, speaking. Uh, we're going to move this conversation along. Outside <gasps> temperature is about forty-four degrees Fahrenheit. That's yeah, no, oh, I have it? no idea what it is. I'm making a joke about <laughs> pilot voice.
1: <laughs> Just the idea that you have like an information screen that shows you the location and like speed of the podcast. That's audacity.
2: Tiny little screen that shows you the bat- the map of the area where we are. Goes goes from Philadelphia to Glasgow.
1: Yeah, you yeah. You-, you can watch like uh like fucking meet the fuckers or something with like all the swearing removed while you listen to this podcast.
2: Whenever I'm on the airplane, I always watch Airplane. That's, that's like a tradition for me.
0: Mmm. <laughs>
2: Alright. So. Um, the the manoeuvring characteristics augmentation system adds some force feedback to the yoke. That's, uh, that's the thing the pilots use to control the plane.
1: Jesus. No. Yeah, that's a thing you do with like cheap, Logitech. like Logitech. Yes, yeah. you, you yeah. just fuck it. We put a we put a force feedback on here, so like if you like think that you're wearing through this thin shitty plastic, we'll just like have it push back so you don't notice.
0: If it's good enough for a Grid Two, it's good enough for me. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's
0: I I. I mm.
2: So I was. It's designed to add some force feedback to mimic the flight characteristics of uh, older <laughs> just, 737.
1: It, it comes, the, the 737 MAX comes bundled with a copy of X-Plane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> now, this this uh, MCAS relied on information from the angle of attack sensor, right? That's the pitot tube, right? Mm, it's that- just uh, something that measures relative air pressures to determine how fast the plane is going, at what angle it is, so on yeah, and so forth. Yeah, it's, it,
1: it, it, it's it's the part that crashes the plane. Uh, it's, cause like, helicopters, right, they'll just kind of crash from anything, but like a big fixed wing commercial aircraft like this just kind of keeps flying, or gliding, pretty much whatever you do to it for a long time, and the pitot tube, which has all of this electronics in it, is like, the one part that works like a helicopter, where it like, is just like oh i don't work anymore i'm going to kill everyone
2: yes and, and and that's the reason why there are usually two on every airplane Hmm. cuz they're not they're not especially reliable
1: no they're, they're very sensitive and uh like off the top of my head a, a like plane's have crashed because uh, a ground crew guy left one covered in tape and because a colony of wasps started living uh in like a nest they had built in one of the tubes oh Ugh. You, you don't, yeah.
2: Why did he leave the plane sitting that long?
1: <laughs> you don't want to be the guy who has to like clean out the wasps from the thing, right? Like, uh, I'll, and I'll write a B on this engine so we know there's bees in
0: there. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, the thing about the MCAS system is that while there were two Pito tubes on the aircraft, it relied on information from only one of them.
0: Oh, good. As you do.
2: Now, a lot of a lot of workers and engineers that saw so on at Boeing thought this was dumb, but you know, management sort of overrode them. They're like, you know, it's probably fine. Mm. Probably nothing will happen, right? Yeah. You know, this this system was equipped on the Boeing seven thirty seven Max and also the military uh KC forty six Pegasus uh tanker.
1: Okay. Oh, right? The the thing that's filled with uh like aviation fuel. Oh yeah. Just like a big balloon full of, of kerosene with a big hose coming out the back of it, ALSO has this it's problem- It's not a
0: balloon,
1: it's a plane.
0: <laughs> Fuel's gotta go
1: please. A balloon is also a lifting body, this is fine. This is true. But I, I assume that like, the plane has, like, Bowsers full of fuel in it, and those are going to be balloon-like in nature, so I'm not wrong. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
2: so, uh, now, obviously, so the, this MCAS system's job is to pitch the nose down, and add force feedback, right? Um, You know. So, Mm -hmm. let's see how good it is at doing its job. So, uh, the first incident uh, was Lion Air Flight 610, right? This was a 737 MAX 8, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The 8 was like a sub-designation, so this is like a longer airplane than some of the other ones, right? This is October 29th, 2018, there are 189 people aboard, right? So they took off from Jakarta, right?
1: I hardly know her. Huh? Is a it... No? I... Nothing? What? Banger? Banger? Mm. No, ba- Banger?
0: Jakarta? I hardly know her!
1: Yeah, okay, got okay, it. Okay, Alright, yeah. cool. No, that works,
0: that
2: works, <laughs> that took me a second. I was yeah, like, thank I was you for... It was unfamiliar. I was unfamiliar with that formatting
1: of the joke. Yeah, Jakarta, Maine.
2: <laughs> this is a flight from Jakarta, Maine to Bar Harbor. No, this was. Uh, <laughs> this plane uh, crashed into the Java Sea 13 minutes after takeoff, right? Because the MCAS got confused, right? And decided, you know, it, it had unreliable information from one of the Pito tubes and decided the angle of attack was wrong. And started forcing the nose down, right?
1: Because mm. you don't want to stall the plane, and it, so it just pushes the, the nose down. That's cool, that's yeah. safe. It's a safety feature.
2: Yeah. It's a safety feature, yes. Yeah, very safe. Uh, well, the one thing the plane did not do was stall.
1: There you go. There you go. Yes! That's true. <laughs> Maintained powered flight throughout, uh, directly into the ocean.
2: Yes. Uh, aerodynamically stable. Mm-hmm.
1: Congratulations,
0: Boeing, you, you automated 9-11. <laughs> If you could be one thing, you should be efficient. So the the
2: the the, the terrorist union just uh <laughs> angrily sending death threats. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you have to have at least 19 hijackers and they all have to have like a 5-hour break. <laughs> I'm just looking looking at this the one thing that's really depressing me is the like uh not the one hundred and eighty-nine people who died so much as the like weird angle on the L of lion, like it doesn't match the I O N.
2: Oh yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, well, there's your problem.
1: It's just, like seriously, like did did you like the the kerning or whatever it is is off? It's probably why it crashed.
2: Yeah, because the 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 pitot tube was um sensing the angle of the L, <laughs> whereas everything yeah. else is italic. Yeah, there there's your problem. That yep, we'll do it. The people who are coming here with ser- with wanting serious in like engineering, um, information are gonna be really angry at this podcast.
0: <laughs> they already are. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. Yeah.
2: So the pilots struggled against the MCAS force feedback for a while, but they couldn't really overcome it, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't really know that MCAS was responsible, right? They didn't know they could maybe turn this off.
1: Yeah, you you can't like physically fight it because it turns out that it's like, because it's doing force feedback, it pushes down twice as hard as it should be, like, counteracting the force, right? Because it's expecting the aircraft to be pushing up when it's activated. So if it's just the aircraft's just travelling level, it's going at twice the force it needs to be, and it's just activating, like, on for five seconds, off for five seconds, on for five seconds, like that. Like one of the one of the articles about it described it as like fighting a rabid dog,
2: which is not what you want to do when you're you're uh, operating a commercial airliner. You no, know?
1: you don't want to install a rabid dog in the uh in in the in the cockpit. Like if 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 anything, you should have like a nice dog, like an emotional support dog,
2: like like just a nice little dog in the cockpit, and he's like very friendly. Maybe he he goes sleeps in a corner. He's very cute. Yeah, but no, this is the wrong type of dog.
0: Hadn't you mentioned at one point also that the pilots didn't really know what MCAS was, or even that it existed in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
2: was like buried way in the manual.
1: Oh, worse. It was never in the manual. Oh. They, Boeing did not acknowledge, at the time of this first crash, uh, that the MCAS existed at all. Like, it was out, it was not in any manuals or in any notices given to aircrew, because they thought well, it's never going to encounter a situation where it's going to turn on, so they don't need to know about it. That that is
2: that's a fantastic design philosophy right there. We're going to add this safety mechanism, but we're not going to tell you about it cuz you're never going to need it. Yeah. Um but that's that's why we thought we needed to add it though.
1: Yeah. It's it, it's if it's only going to activate if you like try to stall the plane under a very limited set of circumstances that nobody's ever going to do that in like regular commercial service. So we don't need to tell them. And also, that means that it's still a 737, and we don't have to, like... Do trading or anything like that, yeah. Yeah, because it's the same aircraft. We don't have to call it a seven three eight, and because we're kind of running out of numbers there.
2: Oh yeah, they get the seven ninety seven, and that's it. Yeah, then they're gonna run out of numbers after shut down Boeing.
1: Yeah, they had to start making planes. Yeah, have to start using letters. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> do the thing that Nvidia and AMD do, where they just pretend those old products just never existed. Yes. Or the fucking yeah. trend where you just rename a video game the same thing as a yes. video game you already made. You do made, the soft looking reboot. Looking at you, Call a modern Call of Duty Tomb Raider Hitman.
1: Yeah. This this is just gonna be like the seven three seven and then they'll have to put in brackets 2018.
2: (laughs) Okay, so this plane crashed, it murdered everyone aboard, and Boeing tried to blame the pilots. Of Uh, course. You know, they're like they're inexperienced and underpaid. But also mm. the nice thing about blaming the pilots was that they were dead so they really couldn't defend themselves, right?
1: Dead dead and uh Indonesian, which helps a lot because like yes. the the New York Times like long read about this which is the angriest any newspaper article has ever made me was very much of the sort of uh like the opinion that well, and I I use quotes because this is what it says, the Chinese uh, as like as a race of pilots or whatever, learn by rote. Unlike the like airmanship having Americans who are all Chuck Yeager and just fly the dang machine. Uh so yeah, no, it's 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 very it's very it's very cynical to be like, oh, well, you just learn by rote and you just look for the things in the checklists when you have systematically concealed the existence of this thing from. The fucking checklists.
2: I'm just thinking now of an ancient race of Confucian pilots. You know. <laughs> yeah. My father was a pilot, and his father was a pilot. His father was a pilot before him. Yeah.
1: Ev- every year you have to do the like civil service examination where you have to like write a bunch of Confucian, heavily formalized essays about like startup <laughs> procedures. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was the. It was easily like one of the most cynical things I've ever read. It was by a guy called William Langovicia, who was uh, like a, a cargo pilot, and it was just so so frustrating and insulting. And I highly recommend reading it if you want to like punch holes in your drywall all day.
0: I often do. Hell yeah!
1: So <laughs> it me, overgrown frat boy.
2: All right, so. Boeing tried to blame the pilots, and you know they they, they made some headway there, right? Until it happened again.
0: Mm. Did it happen again? Did it happen, yes. say, in a country where we could also just blame, uh, say, the nationality of the pilots rather than the catastrophic failure? By an American corporation
1: to do their goddamn
0: jobs properly.
1: G- getting, getting out my skull calipers and like wandering the wreckage in search of like pilot remains to be like, ah, the brain pan here, uh, just doesn't doesn't allow for airmanship.
2: I mean, Boeing is doing their job, which is killing brown people.
1: That's true. That's true. Shit. I wonder if those nerds, those union nerds, also make like Reaper drones. Because if they do, then like I feel a lot worse about them.
2: I think the um the engineers union only covers the civilian division of um uh
1: Boeing. Mm. Well, that's okay, but yeah, but Boeing Boeing as a company like uh it, it still makes a lot more from the military side than the civilian, right? Like, well, especially after this. I think it's
2: about 60/40 um huh. civilian military.
1: Yeah, it is almost exactly
0: 60/40. Huh.
2: So Ethiopian Airlines flight 302, right? This is from Addis Ababa to Nairobi, 157 people on the plane.
1: Mm. Bo- both in Maine, for some reason. Oh yeah. Yes.
2: On March 10th, 2019, right? So this was, this flight was even shorter than the previous one, right? MCAS activated two minutes into the flight, it pitched the nose down, right? Pilots tried to counteract with brute force on the yoke, and then, since MCAS was a little bit more known about it at this point, they used a Boeing-approved recovery procedure, Right. So they disabled the electric trim,
0: mm.
2: um, which disabled MCAS. Now the the trim are small. That's uh, small control surfaces on the larger control surfaces, which sort of alter their resting
1: position, right? So like f- flaps or etc. Sure.
2: Yeah, like flaps, elevators, ailerons, so on and so forth, right? Once they disabled the electric trim, that disabled the MCast, but it also disabled their ability to alter the trim except manually, uh, which meant they y- needed to use a big crank.
1: Right? No bullshit.
2: Yeah, no, this, no, there's a big, big hand crank they had
1: to use to alter the trim. <laughs> so. Shades of Lock, Antique, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of the like the mine cart that you see with like two guys pumping a big crank to move it down a railroad.
0: Yeah, basically,
1: just uh, just inadvertently uh, like create like transforming this billion-dollar aircraft into uh, a handcart. Yeah.
0: Well, at the very least, you get a nice workout out of it. Uh, that's that's Boeing technology right there. As you're crashing
1: into the ground. Yeah. Get that get that core strength.
2: Well, they didn't have enough core strength because they, owing to the aerodynamic forces on the trim, right? They they couldn't really alter the trim position at all,
1: which had been pushed down.
2: Which had been pushed down, yeah.
1: And like, if you if you turn the electric trim back on, the MCAS comes on and it pushes it back down again. Yes. So you just have to like crank the big crank that you physically can't crank. <laughs> Damn, should have should have been stronger. Should have had more gains. Yeah, that's why you never skip arm day, bro. I was
2: about to say, this, this is a failure due to yeah. <laughs> lack of swolosity.
1: <laughs> they did they did like in as part of Boeing's press thing in response to this. I remember seeing an article that was like, I the flight crew on this were both men, but uh they were like. Are women pilots physically strong enough to fly? Uh because you know maybe they can't move the, the crank that these two guys couldn't but, move.
2: I mean maybe you shouldn't add like a hydraulic press that you know forces the controls mm. into position so that you crash the plane. You know yeah. this is my idea. A little <laughs> controversial
0: but like One would when
2: you turn you've turned the cockpit into the hydraulic press channel. <laughs> um, you know. All right, so they're like the the pilots are like, okay, we got a problem. We need to return to the airport, right? So they start to they ask permission to return to the airport. They start trying to turn the plane around, but you know they're like, all right, well we got to turn the electric trim back on, mm-hmm. because otherwise they can't really maneuver the airplane at all. So they do that. They turn the electric trim back on, and MCAS is like, oh wow, we're gonna stall. I better put the nose down, and did, and it crashed.
1: Didn't stall once again.
2: Uh, once again, did not stall. Yes. So hundred oh, percent
1: effectiveness. Is,
2: yes. MCAS two stalls zero. <laughs> um. So again, yes, this murdered everyone on the plane once again. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Boeing is is kind of up shit creek, right? Um. So it starts with the Chinese grounding the plane. The FAA tried to make an argument that you know it is fine, nothing's going wrong here, and then two days later they decided to ground the 737 max as well <laughs> this isn't like march of 2019
1: we all we're all doing We are all doing Xi Jinping thought on the basis that, like, the Chinese aviation authorities were quicker on this one.
0: Yay, regulatory capture! The
1: FAA is the most cucked regulator though, right? Like, aside from maybe the SEC.
2: Yeah, the SEC basically can't do anything to anyone who decides not, you you have to make a conscious decision to get caught by the SEC.
1: But like, the FAA, like, if you're an airline, as opposed to like just some, like, Piper Cub driver, uh, you kind of like what can they really do to you? Like, I, I, I guess they can. I guess they can stop you flying your plane eventually after it kills like a couple of hundred people.
2: Yeah, it it killed uh in total three hundred and forty six people. Yikes! Right? Yeah. So <laughs> one thing that came out in the wash, right after these planes were grounded, and they're still grounded to this day, and Boeing has stopped production of them. Um, one thing that came out of the wash is that there was, in fact. Optional extras, which would have let the pilots know that MCAS was causing the problem. Right there was DLC that would have fixed the plane.
1: No, and
2: that was a, that was a angle of attack disagree light. Right, that would show that the angle of attack sensor that the MCAS relied on was showing a different result than other angle of attack sensors. You know, the two pitot tubes.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, Jesus and, fuck.
2: And that would be that would show that hey, MCAS is the problem. Maybe you should turn it off. Right. But this was an extra feature, so Budget Airlines didn't buy it,
1: right? No, of course. They they also got their parts, uh, like, cheaper, because they got them used. Uh, there's a place called Cockroach Corner in Florida, which has a bunch of, like, essentially just parts bins for commercial aircraft. Uh, and and this came out in the Boeing press stuff too, where we, they were like, you know, these kind of these shady, these fly-by-night uh, operators. Uh, they they just buy their parts from anywhere, and it turns out they were buying their parts from, well, Americans, but that never really gets mentioned. But you just get this this angle of attack sensor out of a bin somewhere, and you, like, screw it into the aircraft, and then, yeah, it's it's fine, it's cool, Uh, until yep. it isn't. It's good. It's, good. It's, yeah. it's good,
2: put some drywall around it, it's fine. That's
0: yeah. safe.
1: <laughs> Grover plane. Grover plane.
0: That's what happens when you try trying to mount a barbecue on a wing.
1: <laughs> yeah, the co- the cause of the crash is the galley just has a grill in it, and it's melting the plastic <laughs> siding.
2: So, um, all right. So the plane killed three hundred forty six people in total. This was a massive economic disaster for Boeing, right? They've lost about twenty billion dollars in canceled orders, and in, you know just the grounding. Oh no! Yeah, and the, of course, the investors uh, kicked out Boeing CEO, right? Not not over killing a lot of people, but over the lost
1: revenue. Of course. Of course and and that that guy's definitely not fine wherever yeah. he is he's um he yeah that guy died, i think, or is in jail or something that's a lot of faith in the american justice system there bud he he definitely he definitely didn't get like some kind of generous severance package and then go to work for he didn't get somewhere. Severance. He didn't get severance. He just left with eighty million in stock options. Oh well, that that that's a just punishment, actually. Yeah, uh, I was
2: about to say, like, you, you know how much? I mean, eighty million dollars isn't a lot of money anymore. No, let's get real.
1: That's like one uh, candy bar, like or like a SATA cable. Uh, that's like only
2: two penthouses in Central Park West.
1: Could get some Mentos <laughs> for that.
2: We have several Mentos. <laughs> mm. Several Mentos. Some Diet Coke. Luxury. Yeah. 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 All right, so you know, Boeing is, well, we'll see. We'll see how they pull through this. I'm sure with massive government subsidies. Mm. You know, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll see the death of America's main commercial aircraft manufacturer. I don't think the government would let it, let them go.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I guess this is nice if you're, uh, like if if you're, I don't know, like Northrop Grumman, and you decide, hey, maybe I want to get back into civil aviation. Uh, now might be a nice time for you to do that. And it's great if you're Airbus, because you can just be like, oh, we just we installed the racist computers, more." and, uh, like, <laughs> like when, a, when an Air France flight from Rio de Janeiro to Paris just smacks into the ocean because the computer decides, eh, I, 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 I feel the ennui, I am dissipated, I, I crash the plane into the ocean, I kill everyone, the bastards, then, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. You just, like, muscle through that.
2: Somehow the computer is smoking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there
1: is there there is no ethical aircraft manufacturer under capitalism. Uh it's true,
2: yes.
0: That's the damn truth.
2: <laughs> uh, the last good aircraft was the L ten eleven. oh God. Anyway, of course, uh litigation and investigation is still ongoing into these um incidents, and I'm sure we'll do maybe a more detailed podcast later when we have more information. Yeah. Um of course, you know that that is what it is. Uh, no. Boeing screwed the pooch on this airplane. Screw, screwed
1: um, the pooch on this airplane, but got away with it because uh, we live in some very racist times, and you can just like, so long as you don't kill three hundred and fifty white people, it's kind of okay, and you can kind of get away with it. Yes. Yep. Uh, and 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 then you can like you can call the pilots incompetent, uh, and. You know, even when you're proved to have been lying, it doesn't really matter. Still, and everyone involved still keeps their money and their reputations. Uh And some some podcasters make fun of you. And yeah, no, it's what a
0: hard life it is.
1: It is. Yes. It is. They, they must all be uh so devastated by this.
2: R.I.P. Boeing, but not
1: really. Yeah, is the, the 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 real the real casualty here, like. But several hundred families losing uh, you know, one or more family members, that's sad, but like uh an uh, like a manufacturer of planes having to change CEOs is that's the kind of tragedy that just sticks with you when you do a podcast like this. That is true. We're we're all we're all going to therapy for this. Deeply saddened yeah. yes. by
0: yeah, this is unfortunate Alistair.
1: We, we did, we did say that we were not going to do another tremendously depressing episode, but here we are. Uh, you know, yeah, we're we're all weeping openly. Yeah, the changing of the guard. Mm-hmm.
2: R.I.P. Well, next time we'll have a nice, light-hearted episode. Hmm. Uh, about the Tacoma Narrows Bridge disaster.
1: Finally, yeah. Yes. About
2: time. So that's the end of the episode. Does anyone have any commercials?
1: Uh no, listen to Trash Future. It's a good podcast. We're doing a live show at some point in February. Uh so look out for that. But yeah, that's all I got.
0: Uh Liam, do you have a commercial? Uh I guess uh follow me on Twitter at Old Man Anderson. Uh and thank you to the people who have been uh also piling on just Dog shit idiots in our comment section on YouTube appreciate Yes! It.
1: thank you, thank you for cyberbullying for us appreciate you yeah just so
2: you know if if your if your comment gets pinned under any video that means it's the worst comment I always pin the worst one <laughs> <Yeah>. except <laughs> except I think on the um on the traffic engineering one because there was a guy who was a traffic engineer who just commented saying, oh yeah, all this stuff is true and I was like yeah this this guy's cool so yeah I that that, that,
1: that was that was the, the worst comment. Uh.
2: <laughs> no, he was he was like a nice person. So that was not the worst comment. So I, I changed my policy there. But generally speaking, if you get your comment pinned, that means it was a bad comment. Mm. And now everyone needs to dunk on you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Do, do better.
2: Yes. Do
1: better at commenting. Mm-hmm. Well there's your podcast.
2: Yes. So my thing to do a commercial about... is... so... Here in Philadelphia, we just started the Philly Transit Riders Union. Um, This is a coalition of, or this is a a union made of both transit riders and transit operators, Um, and we're meeting on the third Sunday of every month, we'll know we stick to information about that in the description of the video. Uh, If if you are a Philadelphia transit rider and you're tired of being considered like a second class citizen, you know, compared to like drivers, uh, I recommend you join the union. Uh, one of our campaigns right now is we want to do something about SEPTA converting Route 15 from an electric trolley into a diesel bus, which is, of course, happening uh, tomorrow, uh, which is the uh, January 24th, so, I mean, if you're, if you're interested in better transit in the Philadelphia region, I, 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 you should come to our meetings. Mm. That's my commercial.
1: Tram good, uh, bus bad. Bus
2: less good, yeah. Bus
1: less good, yes. Diesel bus, very much less good.
2: Especially when you're replacing an electric trolley with the diesel bus.
1: Bus less good.
0: Mm. You're saying they
2: may not get new trolleys in until, um, 2031, I'm like, Port Richmond's gonna be underwater in
0: 2031.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're not even doing the thing Glasgow did when we got rid of our trams, where we replaced them with a trolley bus for a year and then decided that that was a dog shit idea and we were just going to do diesel buses. Well, SEPTA
2: <laughs> says they're going to temporarily suspend trolley operations for 18 months. Now, the last time they did this was when they temporarily suspended trolley bus operations for 18 months, and that 18 months lasted five years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're, we need public pressure on these guys to just not be complete clowns about this. Mm hmm. Um, so that, that's my commercial. And then other than that, um, follow my Twitter and watch my YouTube channel, the, the videos are coming soon. I swear. Yeah. I swear to God. things. We have,
1: we have our second Patreon episode coming, on the subject oh, yes. of Liam's van, with Riley we, Quinn from Trash Future.
2: Who is unfortunately deceased.
1: Who is unfortunately, yes, died of, yes. Uh, of USBC. Uh. Yes. <laughs>
2: Alright. So, uh, I, I think that's all the things.
1: I think so. Yes. All right. But only, we finally only took got three that. tries.
2: Yeah. <laughs> only took three tries <laughs> and declaring it podcast twelve a. <laughs>
1: yeah. We a- we absolutely have to number it twelve a. I'm right. calling it twelve a. Yes. All
2: we right. did it. We did right, it. We finally bye did it. Bye everyone.